Good morning, friends. This is Joel Martin with you for the Everlasting Word. Now, I'm so glad you're able to join me out of your busy schedules. I know we're all busy. we got things to do. But if we take time out for God's Word, it'll be nothing but a help to us and draw us closer to Him. Now, <clears throat> we're going to pick up in the book of James, chapter 3. And we're going to be look at, looking at verses 13 through 18 today. And the title of today's message is Earthly versus Heavenly Wisdom. So everybody has some type of wisdom. The question is, what's your source of wisdom? If we're not getting it through prayer and through study of God's Word, it's earthly wisdom or carnal wisdom, if you will. And there's no, there's really no in-between. In fact, there's not any in-between. We either have godly wisdom or we have earthly wisdom. Now, after James uh, in chapter 3 was um, talking about how dangerous the tongue is or can be, <clears throat> he transitions in verse 13 and he asks a question. He says, who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? He's asking a question. He said, who is a man? You notice he doesn't point out a person. He doesn't um, name someone. He's asking his audience that he's writing to to seek out a person among them that's wise and endued with knowledge. And that's true for us. In our congregations, in our churches, we are to, to seek out a person that's wise and endued with knowledge and learn from them. But James says here, he says, Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation or good conduct <clears throat> his works with meekness of wisdom or his out of a good conduct with humility. So James is challenging the people he's writing to to seek out who is it that's wise among you? Who is it that conducts themselves in a humble way? And, and James is challenging them to seek out those people and and learn from them. But then he says in verse 14, he says, But if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. Now, we're real good at identifying those sins that people commit and the sins that we commit. We're real good at pointing those fingers, but as we as we live longer and we we realize and we learn that there are sins that are deeply rooted, just deeply rooted within our heart that a lot of times we don't even realize they're there until a certain nerve is stepped on or a certain button is pushed. And we may not realize that deep down in our heart, we've got bitter envy towards some, some, someone or something or something. And, and we have strife in our hearts that we just can't achieve what we want to achieve. And, and James is instructing here, says, but if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not, glory not, and lie not against the truth. See, and then <clears throat> there's also a lot of times in our heart, we know 
that there's something deep down wrong in our heart that that we need to get right, but we won't fully accept the fact that there's something that's deep down in our heart that's wrong so that we will repent of it and do something about it. Knowing about it and actually accepting it accepting it and repenting of it is two different things. So what James is instructing here, he says, but if you got bitter envying and strife in your hearts, don't you glory about it. And then don't you lie not against, don't you lie against the truth. In other words, you need to accept it and you need to do something about it, evaluate and examine your own heart and get your heart cleansed before an almighty God. And he describes the wisdom, the bitter envy and strife. In verse 14, he describes it in verse 15. He says, This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. Now, if you notice as we've been going through the book of James, James, James doesn't pull any punch, punches. He uses some very strong language. Now, <clears throat> As we read verse 15, we need to ask ourselves, what is the source of our wisdom? Now, everybody, if you were to go out on the street, <clears throat> streets of Gainesville, and take a survey and ask people to define wisdom, you're probably going to get a hundred different definitions of wisdom. But wisdom, true wisdom, comes from the Father of lights above. True wisdom comes from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wisdom that can navigate us through this world and keep us in His paths of righteousness for His name's sake. However, if we're not seeking out that true wisdom, He's not going to screw a hole in our head and pour it in. We have to seek it out. We have to seek it out through study of His Word. We have to seek it out through prayer and walking and talking with our Lord. Otherwise, the world is going to fill us with its wisdom by us listening to conversations we have with our co-workers, our non-believing co-workers, if you will, uh, sitting in front of the TV and letting things just absorb into our spirits. And, and, and everywhere the world will be all too happy to fill us with, with its wisdom because that we know that Satan is the power of the air of this world and he is all too happy to fill us with his wisdom. And if we're, and there's no in between. We're either gaining wisdom from God above or we're getting the wisdom of this world. Now we don't need to to confuse wisdom with intelligence. Now, wisdom and intelligence is two different things. And as, as we grow and as, as we grow in this world and we lean on the Lord, we, we learn to realize that godly wisdom is above any kind of intellect, uh, intellectual intelligence, anything like that. We need to desire and seek out the wisdom of God. But James describes Wisdom that has a bitter envy and strife in a person's heart, that it does not come from above, that it is earthly, it's sensual, and it's devilish, and it can do all kinds of destruction. And he says in verse 16, he says, for where envy and strife is, there is confusion 
and every evil work. Now, let's think about what he says. <clears throat> For where envy and strife is, why was Satan thrown out of heaven? Because he wanted to be like God. He, he still wants to be like God. He envied the position of God. So, <clears throat> and it created strife. It created confusion. Now, we know that the Bible teaches us that God is not the author of confusion. So, if God is not the author of confusion, who is the author of confusion? That would be Satan. And it says, for where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. It doesn't say there is confusion and evil works. There is confusion in some evil works. It says every evil work. So that envying heart, that strifeful heart is the root of confusion and every evil work. And it can be incredibly destructive. It can, it can ruin a, con a congregation. It can it can do all kinds of destructive things that we need to really, all of us really need to seek out, like James says in verse 13, seek out those among us that is endued with knowledge and have wisdom. We need to learn from them and we need to pour out our hearts before God, consecrate ourselves before God, cleanse our hearts before God pour out all our sins, be completely honest before God, then let Him cleanse our heart, let Him cleanse our spirits so that we can draw closer to Him and be more like Him and be more like Christ each and every day so that we don't have that bitter envy and strife in our hearts. And he goes on in verse 17. <clears throat> it says, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now, let's think about this. <clears throat> but the wisdom that is from above, that be that wisdom that comes from the throne of God, the throne of the creator of this universe. And at sitting at the right hand is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he, he is our, <clears throat> he, he, he is our, he is our mediator between us and the Father. And that wisdom that comes from that throne is first, first of all, it is pure, meaning it is without sin. It is without as James was describing in the earlier verses, it is without bitter envying. It is without strife. And then first off, it is without sin. It's peaceable. That wisdom that comes without sin is peaceable. In other words, it's going to give peace to your heart and it's going to give peace to those people around you as well. And it's gentle. And 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 I, as I'm as, as I'm in services from church to church, I've noticed how and, and it's not it's not hard to tell what churches are really built on the spirit <clears throat> and what churches are a lot of times built on emotion. And if you're like me, when the spirit really touches me, it is so gentle. 
It is so gentle. It is so inviting. It is so pure. You just want to sit down and rest in that spirit and just be there forever because it's so gentle. It's so easy. And, and it's so easily to be entreated. It's full of mercy and good fruits. And you just cannot understand why the creator of this universe would take time out to speak to you and want to commune with you because the best we can do is as a filthy rags before a true and almighty God. But yet he will take the time that he wants to commune with us through the person of the Holy Spirit. And he wants to draw us to him. He wants to... He wants to have a relationship with him, with us. He wants to commune with us. And he does that through the person of the Spirit, which is so pure and so gentle and so full of mercy and good fruits. And then he goes on and says it's without partiality. And this goes back to er, the earlier chapters about <clears throat> if a person you know, came in your congregation, one that was dressed, had a gold ring on and was dressed really good versus a man that came in and his appearance wasn't real, real good. You know, and, and if you, the person that was dressed really good, you gave him, a, you know, a prime seat in the church and the person that, that didn't have that fine appearance, you put him off in a corner somewhere. That true wisdom is without partiality because regardless of our financial situation, regardless of our standing in society, we are all at the same level at the cross. We are all at the same level of the cross. And it says, <clears throat> and it's without hypocrisy. Now, when I see that word hypocrisy, I immediately, immediately think of the Pharisees. But our Lord is without hypocrisy and the wisdom that he's going to give us is without hypocrisy and it says in verse 18 it says and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace in other words those that have that godly wisdom that wisdom that comes from the throne of god they 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 sow that fruit of righteousness in peace and we need to <clears throat> to gain that true wisdom we need to access the throne room of god that that wisdom needs to come through prayer and it needs to come through fervent fervent prayer and through study of his word now that's today's message i hope it's been a help to you i will be back with you next tuesday this is joel martin